You are listening to me talking to myself. Welcome to the podcast, where I share some useful tools, insights, and questions to make us feel more peaceful, more present, more connected, and empowered to create. In this episode, I will ask and discuss some deeper questions about meditation. What is the mind? The mind is what thinks. The entire thought process is due to the mind. It is the mind that is constantly involved in the various actions of thinking, reading, and pondering over what has been read, etc. During its course of thinking, the mind may act beneficially or harmfully depending on its habit pattern of thinking. It is the nature of the mind to generate thoughts all the time. Therefore, our most important duty is to guide the mind towards a healthy thought process and prevent it from taking the path of unhealthy thinking patterns that are not useful and are not serving us. We are meditating to sharpen the mind. How do we sharpen the mind? If you are with the reality and not reacting to it, naturally the mind gets sharpened. The mind gets blunt when it reacts. When we do not react, its natural reality is very sharp. And then we have all the conditioning and our reaction patterns on top. So when we remove those patterns, the mind stays sharp. If you purify the body, you purify the mind? No. So the root is the mind, not the body. The body is just the base. With the help of the body, the mind is working, but the mind has to be purified first, and then it affects the body. So what is the characteristic of a pure mind? Purity is the state of mind which is without any defilements like anger, craving, clinging, etc. If there is any such negativity in the mind, it is not pure. In fact, it will lead to some negative act of the body or speech. An impure mind will lead to some impure action. This way, you not only harm yourself, but others as well. On the other hand, if the mind is pure, it cannot act in a wrong way. It will benefit itself and others as well. We purify our mind so that we are saved from doing harmful deeds through our speech and body. We try to develop this quality of purity of mind so that all our acts are beneficial to ourselves first and then to others. What is the connection between the mind and the brain? The brain itself is just a physical organ, like one part of your physical body. The mind is everywhere. The mind is in the whole body. What does it mean being equanimous? When you do not react, you are equanimous. Can we feel and enjoy things fully and still be equanimous? Life is about enjoying things, but not with an attachment to anything. You remain equanimous and enjoy knowing that it can go away anytime without clinging to it. Then only are you really enjoying life. Otherwise, you get attached and if you miss or do not get something, you create suffering for yourself. Isn't it actually unnatural to not react? 
it seems so if we have experienced only the wrong habit pattern of the mind, which is always reactive. But it is natural for a pure mind to remain fully equanimous. An equanimous, pure mind is full of love, compassion, healthy detachment, and joy. How can we be involved in life unless we react? Why would I not want to be reactive? If we would sit and meditate all the time, nothing would have been ever created in the world. There is a difference between reaction and action. With meditation, instead of reacting, you learn to act. To act with a balanced mind, taking action from a clear, focused, calm, and balanced state. You do take action which would be aligned with your truth and your integrity and not as a reaction to the circumstance inside or outside of you. So meditation gives us the space of equanimity, the space of clarity, the space of peace and balance and harmony. The more we practice, the more aware we become that we are the ones causing the suffering through our reactions to the circumstances around us. Realizing that the power is within us to create whatever emotion or result we want to create from that calm and balanced state. Why do we observe the breath? Breath is a true fact. It is the truth that is closely associated not only with our body but also with our mind. Like a scientist, we have to discover the truth about ourselves, our body and mind, but not just knowing that intellectually, what we read, what we study, but experience it personally. Practicing observing the breath so that we can learn the truth about ourselves. We are observing the breath, and in the process, we begin to know our mind. While learning about the mind, we can also reform it. The mind and respiration are closely connected. While observing the breath, some angry or annoyed thoughts may come up in the mind. You will notice that the normal pace of the breath changes and it becomes fast and heavy. And the moment the mind gets rid of the anger, the breath becomes normal. This shows how the mind is related to our breathing process. Respiration is related not only to the body, but to the mind as well. Any emotion we have has its own breath pattern. By observing our breath, our mind will always wonder. Whatever thoughts arise, our breath reacts to them. Our breath changes, it shortens, it lengthens, it stops for a moment. When you experience fear, your breath shortens. When you feel calm and relaxed, your breath is long and steady. When you're in danger, you hold your breath. <gasps> when you need to let go, you sigh out. <sighs> this is how respiration is related to the mind. If we continue to observe the natural flow of the breath, we'll find that it helps us to gain control over the mind. Our minds will not be as weak and restless as before. Its ability to concentrate will improve. The more it concentrates, the stronger and wiser it gets. 
Its awareness improves. If anger arises in the mind, it will instantly become aware of it. Then, all you have to do is to observe the respiration. A few minutes of observing the breath will eliminate anger and calm down the mind. If someone is purposely making our life miserable, how to tolerate this? First of all, do not try to change the other person. We always want to change someone or something so we can feel better. The only person you need to change is yourself. Somebody or something outside of you cannot make you feel a certain way, unless you react to it. So learn how to observe your reaction. Learn how to be equanimous, deep insight. Once you become free from suffering and noise inside, this will also start affecting others. Everything we do or not do affects people around us. The way we react or not react. Meditation focuses on the internal reality, but what about the external reality that really causes a lot of suffering? What use is meditation in dealing with the real pain of the world? Meditation is not an escape from the problems of day-to-day life. When you learn to use this technique of observing the reality inside, you can face the problems outside more easily. It is not that by the practice of meditation all the problems will disappear, but rather your ability to face them will improve. The problems of the outside world are created by individuals living in the darkness of ignorance in a sense of not knowing. Just as lighting one lamp will dispel the darkness around it, in the same way one person practicing meditation will affect society. If more people practice meditation, slowly this will start having a positive influence in the world. We will be able to face the problems and find solutions. And those solutions will be healthy and beneficial. It seems that I'm suffering because something happened outside that I didn't want to happen. Or something didn't happen according to my wishes. But deep inside, everyone can realize that the misery I'm suffering is caused by my reaction of craving or aversion. I like something and I generate craving. I dislike something and I generate aversion. In face of the situations which we face daily, what is the way to end the suffering and agitation that is in us? It is easy to accept the truth and theory reading, listening, consuming information, but not easy to realize it through experience. Unless we experience and practice the elimination of the root cause, the end of suffering can never be attained. Truly a liberated person does not talk about the theory of the eliminating of suffering. He shows the way to achieve it. The way to come out of misery is essentially practice, not theory. The sources of suffering, craving, and aversion always arise whenever there is a sensation. And a sensation arises whenever there is contact of an object with our senses. Vision with the eyes, sound with the ears, smell with the nose, taste with the tongue, touch with the skin. We must eliminate craving and aversion at their source, that is, where the sensation arises. To do so, we must develop the ability to be aware of all the sensations within the body. 
For this purpose, we should train our minds to become sharp and sensitive enough to feel the sensations at all levels. Along with this awareness, we must also develop the ability of maintaining equanimity towards all the sensations, pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. If we maintain this awareness and equanimity, we will not react when sensation arises. We will not again generate craving and aversion. And this is how, through practice, we reform the mind. We build new habit patterns. We eliminate the root cause of suffering. Is meditation the only way to get liberated? Yes. Just accepting something with blind faith will not help. You have to work for your liberation. You have to find out where the suffering is, and then you have to come out of that suffering. Meditation enables you to directly experience the real cause of suffering. No one can make you a liberated person. Do not wait till somebody will just show you the path. You have to work out your own liberation and walk on the path. What is the point of seeking peace within when there is no peace in the world? The world will be peaceful only when the people of the world are peaceful. The change has to begin with each individual. If the jungle is withered and you want to restore it to life, you must water each tree of the jungle. If you want world peace, you need to learn how to be peaceful yourself first. Only then can you bring peace to the world. How does meditation solve the problems of society? Society is nothing but a group of individuals. To solve the problems of society, the problems of the individual must be solved first. Meditation makes it possible for the individual to experience peace and harmony. It helps to solve the individual's problems, and this is how society begins to experience peace and harmony. This is how the problems of the society begin to be solved. Isn't society influenced by the actions of one another? We are influenced by the people around us and by our environment, and we keep influencing them as well. If the majority of people, for example, are choosing violence, then war and destruction will happen. But if people start to purify their minds, then violence cannot happen. The root of the problem lies in the mind of each individual human being. Because society is composed of individuals. If each person starts changing, then society will change. And war and destruction will become rare events. Unless there is peace within, you cannot expect peace in the world. There cannot be world peace unless there is peace within individual human being. If more and more people practice meditation, if more and more individuals live a peaceful life, we are approaching closer to world peace. So practice for your own benefits, practice for the benefits of the others, and practice for the benefits of the whole world. Thank you for being curious. If you enjoyed listening, rate, review, subscribe, share, and join the conversation. Do not miss out on yourself.